0: If you have, say, a a Roku TV channel and you're putting your content on that Roku channel all the time, and it may have uh, thousands and thousands of people watching it, but some of the people may be looking for you to put out a book. And if you don't have a book, you're missing those people. You may have a book. Some people are looking for you to do a a business documentary because they want to see why you do things. If you don't have one, you're missing those people. So... It's important for you to understand that you can't do it just based on your ego. People need to know where you are and why you are.
1: Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps, this is Michelle Nudluck, and I'm super glad to have you here today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Barrett Barrett. Thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: Oh, thank you, Michelle. It's my pleasure.
1: Awesome. So give everybody the highlight of who you are and what you do for business.
0: Oh, highlight. Wow. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm, I'm Dr. Barrett Matthews. I am what's known as a media optimization professional. My firm is called Media Boss Pro. And what we do is we make sure that we help, I'd say coaches, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and corporations to maximize the power of media using various platforms to make themselves more visible and more profitable for the, for the businesses so that way we want to make them on other platforms so as we say get them everywhere all at once.
1: Right. I love it and we will delve into that but first I want to back up the bus a little bit and go how did you get into this uh, as your thing?
0: Well, it's so funny it goes back to college actually. Um I was I, I was I thought I, I thought I wanted to be an architect at that time. <laughs> and architecture just kicked my butt it, it really did and i knew i had to change my major i didn't know what i wanted to change to but my sister suggested why don't you go into like medias because you've always liked television and radio and honestly Michelle, i thought well doesn't everybody and i didn't didn't think <laughs> of it as a major I, I seriously didn't and i went into it I, I went into it to change my major and my grades just shot up and i started having fun I didn't know what breathing was until then. I actually had some fun being able to do that, and what it allowed me to do was to have some freedom to do different things. So I got into that, and I started doing like television at school. I started hosting shows. I started uh, uh, being the producer of the radio show, calling games on the radio, writing for the school newspaper, just having a lot of fun with it, and. When I got out of school, I actually got a job in in, uh, D.C. at the number one news station. I was assistant director for the news station in D.C. Then I got offered to move up to New York and work with CBS Sports. And uh, I was grateful for those opportunities. And after a while, I ended up getting out of television for a long time, got into more of the business sector. And media kept calling me back, just doing this here, doing that here. And then I just said, you know what? I'm going to start doing more. So I started hosting shows and putting on different things and so forth. And then I said, you know what? I media has evolved a lot as I've noticed for other people. And I said, business owners aren't capturing what's out here now because when I started in media, Michelle, if you wanted to be on a TV show or radio a producer of a show had to think you were interesting enough to give you two minutes of time. (laughs) Now, media is literally at your fingertips. You can get on your computer or on your phone and you can create your own media. So what I do now is I help people to create their own media so they can control it and they can become what I call a media boss.
1: Nice, love it. So let's get into kind of why somebody needs to become a media boss and how you help them to do that.
0: Well, the main reason is that how long are you going to let someone else tell your story? and you know cuz if they're going to tell your story they don't have as much interest in telling it as you may. Let's right. face it. I mean, they, they they don't love you like you love you and they don't care what happens the next day about you like you care about what happens. So it's imperative that you get out there, get in front of it and tell your story. And the thing is it's it's important that you use you know when I say media boss the reason I say that is not just controlling your narrative but it's controlling where your narrative goes meaning that for instance we're on a podcast right now now if i'm promoting my business if i say well i just want to keep doing a podcast does that mean that everybody that wants to do business with me listens to podcasts no everybody doesn't but i do know one thing everybody does consume their information from at least one media platform maybe several So I need to have a presence on various media platforms so that I'm not missing people. When you do that, that's when you can become what I call a media boss, because then you are controlling not only the media that you put out, but where it goes, because there's someone out there looking for you, but they may not be in the platform in which you're on right now. They may be on another platform. If you're not there, they're going to miss you. I always say that a lot of us, we do what I call Michelle. I call it, ego-based marketing, and what I mean by that is that we market our business in an area in which we're comfortable, not thinking that that's not not always where our audience is, so if you have, say, a a Roku TV channel, and you're putting your content on that Roku channel all the time, and it may have thousands and thousands of people watching it, but some of the people may be looking for you to put out a book, and if you don't have a book, you're missing those people. You may have a book. Some people are looking for you to do a business documentary because they want to see why you do things. If you don't have one, you're missing those people. So it's important for you to understand that you can't do it just based on your ego. People need to know where you are and why you are. I always look use the example of um, McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't come and knock on your door and say, Michelle, we have a Big Mac down the street to sell to you. McDonald's makes it so that when you want a Big Mac, you can always find one. (laughs) And what it is, is that with your business, people need to be able to find you. There, There are two main paradigms that I think that we need to break. One is that when people tell us that you need to narrow down on one area of media and just focus on that all the time and you'll do fine. You may do fine, but you're still missing all those other people out there who use other forms of media to get their information. Another thing that they, that they tell us is that you need to find out who your client avatar is. Find out where they are and go to them. I say no. Find out who your client avatar is and make it so they can find you. They're the ones looking. It's like if you wanted to buy groceries, the grocery store doesn't come looking for you. You find the grocery store. So you have to make it so people can find you. And if they can find you, if, they, if they're if they looking and you have what they can have, a good friend of mine says, if you can solve their problem today, they will pay you today. So you need to make sure that you can put yourself in a place where they can find you and, and then get then be able to serve them. Because it's important that they can see you when they are looking. If you're not there, they're going to find someone else.
1: Awesome. So talk to me about oftentimes people are either, well, I'm going to say budget constrained on money or time. <laughs> it's like they only have so much of it. And and how do you create content that's appealing to diverse audiences like LinkedIn and TikTok? Right? Two very, very different audiences. How do you... Well, kind one,
0: I say, first of all, what I find, and it's, I'm glad you asked that, because a lot of people don't do something that's very, very basic. And that's, like you just said, that there are two very different platforms. They don't even study the platform. Learn the platform. Learn that there's there's a different way that you have to talk to people on LinkedIn versus how you talk to them on TikTok versus how you talk to them on P- Facebook. Learn that there are different times to post on certain platforms as as other ones. Learn those things. And some of you said, oh God, that seems so hard. It's not hard. YouTube it. (laughs) Trust me, it's there for you. I always tell YouTube has has a video on anything you can ask. There's a YouTube video on it. Learn it, and then you can take action from there. But here's the other thing. I know you'd mentioned about financial uh, struggles for people. understand this. You need to be willing to invest in your business. And invest in yourself at the same level at which you want others to invest in you so if you're going to ask people to pay you what are you willing to pay to put out to help grow your business because if you're not willing to invest in yourself yes it may be painful sometimes that's why you have to maximize it once you do once you pay it you better maximize it, get the most out of what you've invested so that now you can use it to get your money back but i urge people if you don't want to learn it yourself, you don't want to do it yourself. There's always someone else there, out there who can do it. I, mean, I, I wrote a book called, Why Didn't You Get It Done? And I tell people, in order to get it done, you don't have to be the one. So you can always find someone else that is willing to do the things that may be more difficult for you or that may be strenuous. But to your point, just the social media thing, just the how to learn how to post on different platforms, when to post and so forth, you can YouTube that thing. You can Google it that information is readily available. It's all over the place. There are are some scheduling apps out there that you can use for social media that will schedule your information out and put it in a way that it's supposed to be done on social media. You just have to be willing to put in that time, and it's not a lot of time, to put that information together, put your content together. We have so many tools at our disposal right now, Michelle, it's, it's really ridiculous to how simple things can be for us if we just access them. A good friend of mine says, if the work is too hard, you've got the wrong tool because there are so many tools out there now that we didn't have two years ago, then let alone 10 years ago, we have these tools now. So there's really not many where places you can go as far as excuses as to just stopping you from putting your information out there on different platforms.
1: Awesome, so do you help people actually, you know, create the content, break it down, Place it out there, or are you more consulting on that side? How do you work with people?
0: A little, little of both, a little, little of both. Um, we have, I, I do a, I do a challenge. I, it's called a make money from media challenge. And what I do is a five day challenge where I show people different uh, ways to make money using media. And we we go from podcasting. We talk about film. We talk about books. We talk about television streaming, so forth and social media as well. And we talk about putting out that content for them when we show them how to do it themselves. So some people, they don't wanna spend the money to have someone do it for them. They wanna learn how to do it themselves, which is fine. Then we also offer them different packages where we can help them and do it for them. And we do help them with content. I do, I, I have a mastermind group as well, where we talk about content and how to create content. Uh, I tell people, you know, yes, I can help you create your content. I'd rather you do it yourself only because I'm not you and knowing how to say how you would say things, because let's face it, when you go to speak to someone in public and the content sounds like you, and it doesn't sound like me, but I'm the one putting out your content. They're going to notice something is different. (laughs) So I would rather you do it now. I can consult you on how to put it together but I would rather you put it out. We can do it for you, but I'd rather you put it, you put it out as well, because I'm not you, you're not me. And I don't, I don't want you coming across as a fraud to other people.
1: (laughs) So give us an example of a Cinderella story of one of your clients that you've worked with.
0: Oh gosh. Cinderella story. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a Cinderella, but there's (laughs) um, (laughs) there's a a gentleman I work with, he and his brother, they're, they're twins and, they wanted to start a podcast and they, like many of my clients, they they like the idea of starting a podcast, but they're busy with their work. And what I what I realized is that people don't want to get things done. People would rather have things done. So mm-hmm. that I put together a program to help do the podcast for them. All they have to do is give me their raw content. So they record themselves interviewing people, send it to us raw and we take care of the rest for them. We do all the editing and so forth and put it up for them. I was happy to hear he sent me, well, one, he he told me that his business was growing because of the podcast. He's getting a lot of business because of the podcast. They're also, uh, he's starting another podcast because of the success of this one. And they just got an award. Now, keep on, I didn't know this existed, but they got an award for twins doing a podcast.
1: Oh, so, well, that's yeah, fun. So,
0: yeah, so it's cool because it's like, and you know, they they went over, they 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 well over. I don't know how many downloads they have now. They're probably up to about, you know, like twenty thousand downloads or so on their podcast. But it's I'm just happy to see that that growth in in their podcast and see to see them grow. So it, it was it was fun to see that. I love I love you. know, I love seeing it grow. It's like watching your baby grow up. You know, it's I kind know. of fun seeing that, and it was it was fun there.
1: That's awesome. So with a podcast particular, it happens to be super convenient to have a recording. You have interesting content. It's diversified content. So people can kind of slice it nice and do whatever they want with it. This idea of using it as television. um, And I know Roku has been around for (laughs) quite a while now, but a lot of people are seeing it as something new. Do they have to have um, consistency with their content to be able to get it? it on tv how does that whole concept work
0: well that's a great question in order to get it on roku tv no you you can start your own roku see what i work with people on is not just getting it on roku tv getting your, your content on roku tv i work with you on having your own channel So if you have your own channel, not just the show, your own channel. So you can put your content out there as often as you like, as much as you like. You can have it running on loop if you want to. You can also have sponsors. You can also have other people put content on your channel when they pay you for it. So it's a lot of different things you can do with it. But as far as you having to have a certain amount of content to have it, no, you, you don't need that. But we want we, of course, we'd like you to have more content and create more and more content to put it out there because it makes you look good. And consistency, as you mentioned, is key in any medium. Um, people want to see that you're consistent. Think about it like this. You, you may have a favorite television show that you like and, you know, it comes on every week. The moment it starts coming on every month or every two weeks or something, you lose interest and you find another show to watch. The same thing will happen if you have a Roku channel, even a podcast, and you're not consistent with it. People want to know that you're there, that when they get comfortable with you being there, that's when you, you have them locked in. When you decide that you're going to change on them. Well, guess what? They say, "Well, I don't feel comfortable anymore. I'm going to go find somewhere else to go." So, yes, consistency is vitally important for success, and, and not just podcasting, but and not just Roku, but any any medium all, anywhere that you're, you're putting out content.
1: Yeah, it's it's like running out of episodes when you're binge watching something on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> Oh man. And three years no, later, you come back that, to it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I want more. <laughs> exactly nice so once upon a time things like getting on tv were epically expensive um comparatively speaking what are we looking at now for somebody who has totally new to this and going like i don't know how much a podcast costs i don't know how much tv costs i don't know how much you know tiktok costs obviously some of the platforms are free but how mm-hmm. much kind of and it's a weird question I know, because somebody it can is. spend no money on it and and go and deliver, and somebody can spend a freaking fortune on it and and deliver on it. So kind of what kind of expectations, I guess, should somebody be having? How do they look at what their expectations are versus their budget for this?
0: Well, I mean, it, it really boils down to what you want, um because i I have <laughs> I started out when I was producing podcasts very, very low. Very, very low for people. And I increased my prices as I went, but I also started increasing value. So when I create, and and I don't base it on how much time I put into it, I base it on what kind of value they can get out of it. And if like right now I do uh, products where I can actually help you get leads in your, into your pipeline. So if I can help you get leads in your pipeline, that's very valuable for someone doing a podcast on business. That required me to raise my prices. If I'm just producing the podcast and I'm just putting your audio and video out there, that's one thing. If I'm editing it, that's another thing. Some people like editing their own thing. So it, it, it really boils down to what you're wanting. But understand this. If you're asking someone to do something that you don't want to do, <laughs> then understand that you're going to need to pay them for it. <laughs> A lot of times people want, I hate to say, you know, this something for nothing, and mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, and I tell people, I'm usually when they ask, I, I say I'm not the person for you, and I don't mind turning away people that you know that are looking. I'm not saying that I'm too good for you. It's just that we're not a good
1: fit. I mean, you, you, champagne, can't go, taste on a Coca Cola budget is still go. very much a thing. I didn't want to say it, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a thing. It's still a it's thing. Still a
0: thing. Yeah. It's still a thing. And, you know, as I, as I said earlier, be willing to invest in yourself at the level you expect others to invest in you. So if you want them to invest in your business and to spend money on whatever products or services you're offering, but you don't want to put money out for yourself, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the, the laws of nature just don't work like that. There's reciprocation. <laughs> you're going to have to put out some money yourself. Now, can you do things free? Yes, you can. But if you're gonna do it for free, you're gonna be doing the work. If you don't mind doing the work, then that's fine. But if you wanna free up your time, you're more than likely gonna to have to pay someone to do it. I mean, it's just like, you know, there was a time when I would cut cut grass by myself. Now I pay other people to do it. And I'm... those prices have gotten much higher than I would have wanted to pay, much higher than I made when I was a kid cutting grass.
1: <laughs> but, but, but the thing what? is- Prices and... of grass cutting have gone up. Oh my God. <laughs> There are people right. now
0: cutting your grass for like you know fifty to a hundred dollars a pop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I cut it for five dollars when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think people had different sized lawns back then too. <laughs> no, they
0: did. The it was just the difference in the inflation and what you know what 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 the price was. Keep in mind the minimum wage was like two something. So <laughs> so There's it that. was just it's just a different time. But the thing is, understand that. Inflation affects you as a business owner too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If, if you know if you're going if someone is gonna offer you something, and once again, make sure you know what you want. Be be very diligent in understanding what you want from them to, to give to you. And then understand if, if you're willing to pay for it and if you can afford it. Um, there there are different plans that out there, like like I even I do, I have programs that offer a financing component. So, it, you know, it's it, it, and I hear people say, well, I don't know if I want to borrow to do it. Well, if you first of all, here, let me just put this out there. Every major company that you know of has borrowed to to make themselves better. If you're borrowing because you don't feel confident that you can earn money to pay back, then don't do it. But if you know that it's going to help your business to grow. I say do it ten times because it's gonna it'll help you help your business grow. If you know if you know what your return can be for you just by getting the program started for you, do it. But it's just a lot of things out there, but it, they're offered to you. You just have to know what you want before you go spending money, before you go you know even talking to someone because if you're talking to them you don't even know what you want. It's kind of a moot conversation. <laughs> so just make sure that you're understanding when you're talking to people that they they they're in business too. So they do have fees and you have to understand that their fees may not be what you're ready for yet, but they may be just in line with what you need. So if they are, and you're going to have to shop around sometimes, sometimes you have to shop around, but sometimes you know that that person is doing exactly what you want and you may need to jump on it right away because sometimes the offer is, and you know this Michelle, sometimes the offer is only there for a short period of time. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely and don't get it we've all seen it where they don't jump on it then they come back months later and I'm like that offer's gone
1: <laughs> yeah we don't
0: do that anymore you don't do that they, well, then that's another point that's another <laughs> point because i know there are certain things i used to do for mm-hmm. clients that i don't even do anymore and people have come back saying, hey did you do that i'm like no i stopped doing that years ago so it's just like you know it's just they've they're still stuck in that particular conversation and that that conversation is long gone. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having as they're listening to this thinking, Oh my God, Barrett, I need you so badly in my business. What are they doing wrong? What aren't they getting done? That kind of stuff.
0: Good question. It, It, one could be that, you know, that you have a strong message. You know that you have a lot of people out there that need you, but you just haven't figured out how to, how to reach them. And I always say media is the best way to do it. You consume information from media right now. You're doing it from this podcast. You probably, you might do it through reading books, newspapers, magazines, whatever. Those are all media. And you need someone probably to help you to get it out there. If you do, that's one of the things that we do for you. Another thing that there may be a roadblock is that some of you have already, and I'm just gonna stick with podcasting right now. Some of you have said for two years now, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast, and you still haven't done it. And every time someone asks you about it, you have some excuse as to why. Oh, I don't have the right equipment. I uh, I I don't know about putting my content together. Keep in mind, in this time, you've done nothing to change that. But (laughs) you keep saying that you don't have it. If that is you, then we need to talk. Because understand one thing about starting in any form of media is not going to be perfect when you start it's not it's not i know you 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 look at michelle's podcast and you think god she's got everything smooth everything runs nicely i don't i've just met michelle i
1: can guarantee when she first started it wasn't like that Did not look like that <laughs> 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 but and all the things i thought i would change it was like no that is so not necessary We're not doing <laughs> right that. Like,
0: no. right right because it's it's, it's the perfectionism that we have is is not real that everybody else I mean, if you think about you look at someone like joe rogan because we always look at joe rogan joe rogan is not doing anything special he's sitting down talking to people he's got a crew around is producing all that stuff but guess what he's got somebody paying him millions of dollars so he can afford that crew but he's not doing anything he's not doing back flips or anything Flying in on the you know, there's nothing special. He's sitting down talking to people. If you can sit down and talk to somebody, you can start a podcast, which is why when I work with clients, because I, I, I usually tell people, I want to help you to get everywhere all at once. That's our goal to put you on various media platforms. But I start you with a podcast. Why? Because it's easy for you to talk about something you love. If I told you to write about it, you would have to think about, oh, verb composition, all that stuff. You want to think about that. But if I tell you to just, let's talk about it, you can talk. As long as I hit record, we got ourselves a podcast. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be a conversation because your audience, the people who are going to tune into you regularly, they want you. They want you being you. They don't want you being someone that you're not. So as long as you're being you, they can relate to it. I, and, I, and I don't know about, I don't do a lot of editing with my podcast. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> we I don't, don't do, do a lot, any editing. <laughs> I don't, because I, 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 I mean, if I mess up someone's name, I'll just get it right and keep going. I don't, I don't even edit that part out. <laughs> I want it to be natural because really? I'm human. Mm-hmm. And guess what? So are my listeners, believe it or not. <laughs> and I want to make sure that they know that they are paying attention to a human being that they can relate to. Because now they feel not only can I relate to this person to watch and listen to them more, but if I want to start a podcast, that may be the person I want to work with because they're being real. So the one thing I always tell all the people out there who keep saying that they want to start a podcast, get the perfectionism out of your head.
1: Get it out of your head. Just start. Start. The cool thing I love about podcasts is that you can be any personality, any style, any, anything, and you will find somebody. So it doesn't matter if you're as quiet as a church mouse or as loud and obnoxious as queen and diva. There's no cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter way. Just do it. And you can do it alone. You can do it with another person. You can do it with other people. You can do it on a walk in the park. You can do it at home in a studio. You can do it with music. You can do it right. Like there are people who do podcasts
0: with, where, where they have stage productions. And I mean, it's so many different ways you can do a podcast. Stop overthinking it. Like like you right. just heard her say, start.
1: Just start. Yeah, you'll figure out what you'd like to do, what you don't like to do. And the only way to figure that out is to do it. <laughs> That's the only way. Yep, you're right. I love it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start the journey with you?
0: Uh, real simple, real simple. Um, They can go to my uh, website, uh, media2money.com media to com, And there you're going to get complimentary training I have, which is going to show you five ways that you can start making money using media. Also, if you like, you can schedule a time with me where I can talk, we can talk some more. And if you go there, you also get a free gift. So
1: yeah. Hoo, we like free gifts. You awesome. like free gifts it is media <laughs> to money.com. <laughs> nice. We will of course have your links in the show notes. So peeps, you can click. Scroll down, click on links and go do that and do it in another browser because we're not done yet. So Barrett, at what point in life did you know you're especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh
0: God, that's such a great question because I don't <laughs> think there was a point
1: that changed. I think I felt <laughs> always like that, uh, but I have never, no, I don't, I'm serious because. So how, how young were you when you started your first business? Well, like I said, I
0: started cutting grass for neighbors around the block when I when, when the moment i could cut my own grass my own family's grass is the moment i said i could start making money with other people's grass <laughs> so, nice. but i mean and even before that i was like you know selling stuff for school projects and stuff like that i was always doing something industrious but i always just knew and you probably feel the same with it i was meant to do something different than the norm and you know i grew up in, in a family where you either Worked for the government, you were a teacher, or you uh, probably joined the military. Now, like my both of my parents worked for the government, because we live right next to Washington, D.C. So most of them work for the government. Many of my aunts and uncles were school teachers, or they worked for the government, and some of them joined the military, came out and worked for the government or the school system. <laughs> so I just knew I didn't want to do either of those. And I just, you know, I Never did. So <laughs> I never did. And I, I'm glad they did because they taught me a lot, but and it helped you know sustain me to make me who I am today. But I just knew I didn't want to do it. And I never really had a discussion with them about not wanting to do it. I just knew in my heart I didn't want to do those things.
1: So I have to ask, did you get the support of your parents when you started mowing lawns and yeah, because
0: guess what? That meant they didn't have to give me money. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a sign of a smart parent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would awesome.
0: they encourage you. Hey, Mister Holmes, his
1: grass needs cutting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're finding clients. That's awesome. Oh, they they probably yeah they
0: were. And then I I had a cousin, um, an older cousin who worked for the community. He was like a councilman, and he actually got me my first you know paying job and when i was like an early teen helping you know doing landscape work for the community so it was a, i was always working i never never spent a summer without working when i out of school i never spent a summer without working i was always doing that
1: i <laughs> love you have been absolutely awesome any last words for our peeps
0: just like i mean really your words start just just start man you you, you got you can't sit there procrastinating your whole life away giving yourself excuses just start because if you, if you don't start, you're always going to live regrets, regrets or you're going to be sit there telling people what you could have been. Just do it. You never know what will happen. And if, if nothing else, just have fun with it.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. I know how valuable it is. Thank you. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over
0: seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention, you do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awareness forward slash roadmap for more details today. The links in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awareness strategies.com slash roadmap.